traveling the world searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Good afternoon, equestrians of all breeds. This is Scott Miller coming back to you again after taking a long time off, a hiatus, uh, you might say. Uh, I've been battling cancer for the last year and was down and out and uh, got through my therapy uh, the whole nine yards. Um, I was in ICU for 12 days uh, in the hospital two and a half months uh, uh, after my eight-month stay in the hospital and um, I'm walking again and talking again and ready to get back into the equestrian industry. Um, missed everybody. Uh, glad to be back and hope you join us here on um, BBS Radio and IEN uh, TV. Uh, glad to be here with you. Um, our call-in number is 823-744-4831 if you ever want to call in. Uh, you can call or you can call me uh, directly. Uh, after the show's over at 561-466-1272. Um, that's right here at our office here in Delray Beach, Florida. And on today's program, we're just going to kind of uh, tell you what uh, International Equine Network is all about. Um, the International Equine Network is a company I formed many years ago. Uh, I was riding up and down the uh, highways uh, going to the different uh, um, horse racing events and uh, all the equestrian uh, uh, venues. And, and so I, I got to thinking about what could I do that w- would bring me close to all of the equine industry and just not part of it. Uh, I'm a thoroughbred man by heart. Um, that's what I was raised and groomed for. And we were very successful at it uh, throughout the years. And so I had a lot of time to think. And so I started thinking about creating a uh, network of um, uh, equine information of all breeds. And so that's how uh, the International Equine Network came about. I was really getting into simulcasting. And my first project was um, flying turns that we did with Steve Wolf back in, uh, well, back in the day, this was in the early 90s uh, that we did this. Uh, it was uh, called Flying Turns, and it was from Freehold Raceway in, Free, in, uh, in Freehold, New Jersey. And it was standard breads. And uh, we did a, several, uh, a series of several uh, pilot programming. And uh, it was designed for distribution to uh, Eastern Europe and to Europe. And this was before simulcasting really, hit, you know, hit the road running. And what we did from a technical aspect of it is we had uh, uh, to figure out how to get the signal over to Eastern Europe and uh, to Europe. And a lot of the facilities did not have the capabilities of receiving a satellite signal. And so we got to thinking about it, and I talked to uh, Steve Wolf and several other people that um, were in the business. And so we figured out a way what we would do, how we would do it. So uh, what we did is we took the signal from Freehold and we sent it up to a satellite and then we brought the satellite down in Europe. And again, like I said, a lot of the facilities or just about all the facilities did not have, you know, a dish to receive the signal. 
So what I started doing then was I fiber optics from the receiving station in Europe, in Eastern Europe, out to the different venues, which they all had fiber, fiber optics. And so uh, it, it was very successful. And then uh, with the different uh, government changes and things of that nature, uh, what we had to do is, uh, you know, re- reconstruct everything. And, you know, it was just a, a log- it was a nightmare. The logistics were, were solved, but it was, uh, you know, the, uh, the legal aspect of it. So long story short, we put it on the shelf. And that was back in the, in the mid-90s. And so uh, we kept working on it, or, you know, and I kept going with it. And I had a lot of good people around me to give me advice and help me out uh, with what we were doing. So um, eventually, um, you know, the Internet came around and, and uh, television came around and, and we started working with it. And so I named it the International Equine Network. And what I wanted to do with it was become the largest, the largest equine information center in the world. That's still my goal. And how do I do that? You know, uh, you know it, it takes a lot of cooperation from a lot of people. So I started talking with the different associations, um, like a lot of the thoroughbred associations, uh, the United States Equestrian Federation, uh, the FEI, um, you know, the polo people, the sales people, Fazic Tipton and Ocala Breeder Sales and uh, Golfs over in, uh, in Europe. And, and I said, what can we do to make this thing work, to get the information to equestrians of all breeds? And I just didn't want to be a single uh, website like just for thoroughbreds only, um, you know, because uh, I wanted to get out to all all the equestrians um, throughout the world. And so that's why I started talking to the different organizations. And so when you come to the International Equine Network, you're going to find out that you have a link to just about any and every equestrian uh, discipline and breed that there are throughout the world. And it's a one-stop shop type thing. So I started putting it together, and I said, uh, you know, this is going to be, how are we going to work this? You know, how, how are we going to do it? So at GoDaddy uh, Website Builders, uh, I went to them and got me a website, and I started building it. And I really didn't know much about building websites. And so, but I had a, a good idea. I, I laid out a good plan. And when you go to IENTV.org, you'll see how, how this kind of uh, formulated. And, and this is, we're rebuilding the website right now, but this is the basic foundation that we're going to have and that we're going with right now because all these little projects that I have now are up and running and going full, you know, 110%. And so, uh, for example, at IENTV.org, when you click on, you'll see a picture of me and, and the International Equine logo. And then you see live on 10-6, which is today, 2022, we have Racing Across America. And uh, it's a, a series of racetracks that have come in, and uh, it's, it's one, uh, part of a YouTube channel that we belong to. And you can watch live horse racing uh, from various tracks in, in the United States. And, and it's really nice because you can get, you know, five or six different tracks. You can see all the racing and it ends up being about a five, six hour program. It's an all day, all afternoon type thing. And it's excellent, uh, you know, for, uh, watching the live thoroughbred horse racing. 
And so that, that's the thing uh, that we do. We stay up to date. It's live and it's updated daily so that you can see uh, live racing, um, you know, when they're racing here in the United States. Uh, we have a lot of uh, uh, European racing. Uh, we'll have uh, racing from Hong Kong and from Australia also. And that's for the thoroughbreds end of it. And that's what we, uh, you know, have at our first uh, uh, segment there that you can click on to. And then um, we started thinking about all the different things that, uh, you know, the equestrian would be looking for and what we're trying to do here at IEM. You know, and we're trying to get weekly program, daily program, 24-hour-a-day, uh, uh, seven-days-a-week program. And so that's why the Internet has become so important to us to get out the information that we're trying to get out. So uh, our, our next segment down, I got to thinking, how can I make life easier for the equestrian? And so uh, and naturally, you know, I started thinking about, well, who is the best feed company in the world? You know, where can people go to a company and they can get feed delivered to them anywhere in the world. And so with my um, affiliation uh, with the thoroughbred industry, and I've used them before, they're an excellent company, uh, it's, uh, we've put a segment called Feeding Horses Around the World. And if you go to it, you'll see Hallway Feeds. It's uh, www.hallwayfeeds.com. You'll see their logo, and you click click onto their uh, uh, web address, and it takes you right to them. And they have all types of uh, videos. They have uh, uh, all types of um, uh, feeds uh, for every breed. They they cover all breeds anywhere in the world. And so that's kind of the theme that you know we have here at the International Equine Network. And so I'm trying to get all the companies that I deal with. Uh, you know, that they're related to all the industry and just not part of it. Because uh, we're trying, like I said, we're trying to become the largest information uh, distribution um, uh, network in the, in the world, and we're doing that through radio, we're doing that through Internet, and we're doing that through television. And so if you go to um, Hallway Feeds, uh, you can kind of see, what, you know, where we're going with this project. And then the, uh, the next section we have over is called IEN Radio and TV uh, Television Programming uh, that we'll be do, uh, bringing to you through uh, the BBS uh, Radio and TV Network and uh, through our Internet site. And what we do there is we do live and tape programming. And uh, we have uh, some things on there today. And uh, this is how the uh, journey started. Uh, we've got an American Quarter Horse uh, live programming uh, on our website today, and you can see what the uh, American uh, Quarter Horse Congress is like, which is a, a month-long thing in October in Ohio, and that takes you right to uh, to the uh, uh, you know to the site, and uh, it starts early in the morning and it's all day and all night thing. So uh, that's part of our radio and television programming, and of course uh, we do more than just the Quarter Horse Congress uh, every week. Uh, we'll have something different in our programming there. It might be a movie of the week for the family to enjoy that, uh, um, you know, that you would, uh, like to watch. And you can click onto it, expand the screen, and you got a full, uh, full length movie, a commercial, uh, free movie that you can watch with the family. And so that'll be on our programming and we'll have our programming guide up here, 
next week so that um, you can see what's coming on uh, up every week. And so I got to thinking about that. So, you know, got that covered. And so then my next thing was is uh, uh, consideration for all the horsemen, and this is all horsemen, all breeds, all countries. And uh, I put in a, a, a thing on on how the uh, horsemen can can live. It gets quite expensive in hotels and hard to find housing because you're traveling so much. So I went to Camping World and asked them if I could put uh, a link on our website to Camping World. And uh, when you click on to the Camping World uh, link, it takes you to them and it tells you any and everything about Camping World, where their uh, outlets are at, where their facilities are at. Um, you know, it tells you any and everything that you need to know. You can find a dealer. You can find a repair shop. Uh, you can do everything. And you can also buy and sell your trailers there. And so every week we uh, have, a, have a, a different trailer on there uh, of what I think the horseman uh, would like to have. Now, my experience uh, with, cam- uh, with uh, the campers has been with the Keystone Montana um, uh, three, RL343. Uh, it's just like having your home with you. Um, it has any and everything that you might need or want, want in your, um, in your camper. And the thing I like about, uh, the campers, uh, you can pull right up to, uh, your venue, uh, uh, your equestrian event. And, you know, it's like having your home right there. Um, you can entertain, uh, your clients there. You can entertain your friends. Uh, you can have your home office in the camper. Uh, you know, it, it serves its purpose and you don't have to be running back and forth to, uh, a, uh, you know, to a hotel, uh, you know, cause you're right there at the facility and it makes it very, very convenient for you to do that. And so, um, you know, we like that and, and that, that's really good camping world to service everything that you need. When you come to our site, when you click on one of our set sections here uh, and go to it, uh, they'll answer any and every question and be able to help you. And so, you know, you're actually doing two clicks when you come to International Equine Network. One, to get to International Equine Network, and two, to get to your questions answered by the, the different um, things that we have here, like Camping World, you know, our hallway feeds. And it's just two clicks, and, you know, your problems can be solved. And that's what we're doing there. And then one of the other things that I wanted to do, and and I, I'm very big on, on these three things here that are very important to me and, and to equestrians everywhere. Um, it's all about recognition. And, you know, if you can pat somebody on the back and tell them they did a good job, you know, that that's, that's really good. You know, uh, we don't see that much anymore. Uh, we don't, um, you know, take time to recognize, you know, uh, an equestrian or a, a business or a farm um, in the business. Uh, you know, they need to be acknowledged that uh, they're doing a good job and, you know, that they, they are thought at at a very high level by equestrians. And so um, what I've done here is I have a equestrian of the week. And uh, we have uh, this week. We have uh, Brandon Mills. Uh, he's the son, he's the manager at Sunshine Meadows uh, Equestrian Village. Uh, he's the manager also of Palm Beach Downs uh, Thoroughbred Training Facility and Delray Equestrian uh, Facility. He manages all three of those properties. 
And uh, under Brandon's management, Sunshine Meadows is the winter home of Lindy, uh, Lindy Farms. It's a world leader in the standard bread industry, uh, and it's just unbelievable there. And he's also, uh, we also have um, there, uh, we have uh, Carriage Hill Farms, which is a huge, huge and top quality uh, show horse facility. And these both are at, um, at Sunshine Meadows Equestrian Village. And uh, we've always uh, looked at it, and I, I labeled Sunshine Meadows and, um, uh, and Delray Equestrian as the home of past, present, and future champions. Uh, it's just amazing what they do there. And, and, you know, Brandon has, can answer every need. Uh, he and his family are uh, AQHA Hall of Famers, and they're just uh, unbelievable in, um, you know, what he does there. And so that's what we try to do. And, and again, it goes back to the, to our, our philosophy here. They are a facility that caters to all breeds and not just any, you know, just not any one breed, and which is really good. So we like that. And we gave them recognition this week because of, of the service they provide, and, and they've done this for years, uh, you know, to do that. Uh, and, for example, uh, at Palm Beach Downs. Palm Beach Downs is the winter home of Always Dreaming and Monarchos and uh, uh, Super Saver. They were Kentucky Derby winners. And, and we've had a multitude, probably 30 or more Breeders' Cup uh, horses that have won uh, their respective divisions in the Breeders' Cup, um, and, you know, stabled at the winter time in Palm Beach Downs. And in fact, we have Todd Pletcher uh, that's there now that um, has the second uh, – Best horse in the world called Life is Good. And hopefully um, Life is Good in the Breeders' Cup, which we'll talk about later on in the show. Uh, Life is Good uh, will come in and uh, win the Breeders' Cup Classic and, and take uh, take that top spot in, in the thoroughbred world as um, uh, being the best uh, thoroughbred uh, in the world. So we have that type of clientele at uh, Sunshine Meadows and Palm Beach Downs. And um, when you when you're looking at uh, you know uh, the the top trainer in in the country, you know the turning uh, 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 a multitude of um, uh, uh, races every year, winning them, uh, making over twenty four million dollars a year with his stable, and they're stable um, you know with us uh, uh, all through from September until May, and then they go out and they start on their you know on their summer schedule, which which is good. And then we have um, Farm of the Week, and our Farm of the Week is also a part of the Sunshine Meadows. It's Carriage Hill Farms, and uh, they have uh, riders uh, that uh, ride all over the world. Uh, they ride all over the United States, and they produce some top show horse, top show horses, and top riders. Uh, you know, in, in the in the equine show horse industry, and uh, John Beebe is an excellent. Um, uh, Owner and trainer there, John is a is a well known, recognized uh, jockey from back in the day, and uh, now he's into the show horse business. And uh, so you know that that's what we're trying to do. John does a little bit of everything, so we're not just uh, you know uh, focusing on one breed or one discipline, you know. So that again, we're you know going back to our philosophy and our mission statement here at IEN is doing a little bit of everything. So that's why we have the Farm of the Week. Uh, and then we have Equestrian Business of the Week um, that we have also in, the, in this section. 
and it's Harness Link this week. Uh, it's from my uh, friend Steve Wolf over in Harness Link that we did uh, flying turns from Freehold with. And Steve is the most knowledgeable person that I know in, 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 uh, in the standard bread industry. Um, he's a Hall of Fame uh, writer uh, for Harness Link. Um, he, he gives you day-to-day uh, updates. Uh, Harness Link to uh, answer any question that you need to know about uh, the standard bread industry. And you can go to their link and you can see what they do. And, and uh, you know, it's really great. You know, to have that, you know, a, a person like uh, Steve there that, that can tell you about all these different things. And again, it's another one of those companies that uh, you go to and they, they go all over the world um, from uh, Australia to New Zealand to um, uh, Europe, uh, you know, to the United States. And uh, you can see any and everything that you need to know about the standard bread business. And so that's why we have a. Uh, uh, the equine business of the week, and this week it's Harness Link. And so these three segments that we just talked about, uh, I would like to invite any and all of our listeners, if you've got an equestrian of the week that you would like to recognize and, uh, and uh, you know, praise and, and tell us why you think that they're uh, the person that they are, uh, and if you know a business of the week that you like, it could be a tax shop, it could be a, a uh, transportation company, uh, just as long as that's uh, equestrian-related. And if you know of a farm that you uh, stable at, uh, if you uh, have somebody that you think needs to be recognized, you uh, call us at intv.org, 561-466-1272, or email us at tv at gmail.com, uh, we'll take your nomination and we'll put them up on, on our website and give them some recognition. And we can even uh, uh, talk to them and interview them on, on our uh, uh, International Equine Report uh, on Thursdays. So uh, give us a holler, you know, when you when you want to do that. And then um, we get down to our international equestrian events uh, that we have that we bring to you. And uh, last sat- uh, last weekend... We brought, um, uh, on, on October 2nd, uh, we brought to you live the Arc de Triomphe from Paris, France. And this is a win in your end in the Breeders' Cup. So the horses that, uh, that wins, uh, the Arc de Triomphe, uh, he was, uh, uh, invited to come to the Breeders' Cup, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. And it, it was a very good program, uh, you know, that we had, uh, there, uh, uh, on Saturday, or well, the weekend. It was uh, the second. It was actually Sunday, but um, it, it was a great program. Uh, very exciting. Uh, they went behind the scenes. They talked to the owners and the trainers, and you know, it, it was very, very uh, great programming. You know that we have, and I still left it up so that we could use this as an, as an example of the international events that we bring to you, and we also bring more than just uh, thoroughbred racing. We have uh, we have horse shows. Uh, we've got a documentary that'll be coming up next week. It's about um, the Queen's uh, uh, stable and and all the royal horses that she has. And uh, we have uh, it'll be about the Windsor Horse Show uh, that the uh, Queen attended every year. And it's an amazing horse show. Uh, it, it gives you uh, the inside uh, um, knowledge of the 
uh, equestrian industry that the Queen had and the, and the traditions and, and everything that goes along with, with that for, uh, you know, uh, for Britain. And it's really a good, it's about an hour long uh, documentary that, uh, that you'll really enjoy. So then, uh, again, like I say, we're going back to, you know, covering everything. Um, I, I created a program called At the Wire. And what it is, is, uh, it's about thoroughbreds. And every day when uh, you come to it, um, uh, you'll see, uh, you know, the different things that we have on there. And, and we have talking horses. Um, it's a, a Naira program from the New York Racing Association. And uh, that comes on early in the day, and it talks about the racing at Aqueduct, uh, at Belmont Park, um, and, and Saratoga. Uh, you know, it, it talks about all the, the live uh, racing that's coming up in, in the state of New York. And so, like today, it's uh, the 2022 Belmont uh, at Aqueduct. And uh, the reason they say Belmont at Aqueduct is they're rebuilding uh, the racetrack at Aqueduct. They're putting in a new synthetic uh, course or redoing the turf course, redoing the main track. They're putting a tunnel in so that next year, when you go to Belmont Park, you can go out into the um, into the infield and you could uh, watch the horses in there. You can picnic and you can take the family, and it's just really a, a great uh, thing. It's going to be like um, like Churchill Downs at Derby time, and it'll be like Pimlico at Preakness time. And so they're adding a lot to it there. So. Uh, you know, we have, that's at the wire. And, uh, what we do there is we bring to you a lot of different racing from different tracks that you can go to and you can watch live, uh, you know, watch the races. And that's, uh, every day. That's, uh, seven days a week that you'll be able to watch at the wire. Uh, so we, we really hope you enjoy that. And then, uh, we go back to, again, to the horseman, thinking of the horseman. What can I do to help take care of the horseman? So since we have our um, our uh, camping world segment on there, I figured it's going to do. We need to get something in there for the horsemen to eat. And so what we do is uh, we have a, a program called Chuck Wagon. And on Chuck Wagon, uh, we bring you different recipes for the, the camper uh, for people that go camping. And one of my favorite recipes that I, that I've used many a time. Is um, it's called uh, the, the uh, camper's breakfast, and what you do is you take a slow cooker and you um, take all your ingredients and you put the recipe in the slow cooker. You plug it in uh, the night uh, when you go to bed, and then when you wake up the next morning um, to get ready to go to your event, uh, your uh, breakfast is done. And I mean, it's got biscuits and sausage, and it's got gravy, and it's got hash browns and you name it, it's, you can do whatever you want in that slow cooker if you follow the recipe. And it's fantastic because you save time in the morning when you get up. You know, you just start eating and, um, you know, go out to your, um, out to your, uh, event or to your barn and train. So, uh, we put Chuck Wagon on there and we invite everybody to bring, uh, you know, uh, send us your recipes and, you know, we can, uh, post your recipes and we can even do, you know, a video with you cooking your recipe at your barn or at your farm or at your house or, you know, at your camper, uh, you know, you can do that. So, you know, we encourage you to send us your recipes. And then one other thing that um, we're going to be doing this year is uh, we're going to have a 
at, at the Triple Crown uh, season with the uh, Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont Stakes. We're going to have um, uh, the week of each one of those events, we're going to highlight a, um, a, a cook or a chef or an equestrian that will um, give us their recipe for dirt for the Kentucky Derby week. And at the Kentucky Derby uh, this year or in 2023, we're going to have we're going to select a jockey, and that jockey is going to come on, and we're going to do a program on his recipe and what he does for Derby week. And then we'll do the same thing in Baltimore for the Preakness for the Preakness Stakes. We'll have a, a trainer uh, that uh, to Preakness is going to come on, and that trainer is going to tell us, you know, how he. Uh, cooks and gets ready for Preakness Week, and and we're doing this with different people uh, throughout the Triple Crown with one goal in mind: the Breeders' Cup. So we've got the jockey for the uh, Kentucky Derby, we've got the trainer for the Preakness, and then at the Belmont Stakes in New York, we're going to have an owner, and we're going to have an owner come on and, and let us know what they do Belmont, Belmont Week. Uh, for their, uh, you know, their celebration uh, of the Belmont Stakes. And so we'll do a little program for that. And then in November, we go to the Breeders' Cup. And uh, we're going to have all three of those uh, chefs come in, and we're going to have them compete at the Breeders' Cup for the Breeders' Cup champion. And it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, the jockey, the trainer, and the owner go head-to-head on this, uh, you know, culinary uh, competition. And, and later on uh, in, in uh, uh, well, in fact, uh, this year at Breeders' Cup time, we're going to announce who the celebrity chef will be that will judge the contest in the 2023 20, uh, 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 Breeders' Cup. Uh, we'll have a celebrity chef that will come aboard. He, he is a horse, horse owner, and so he will judge the three, and then we will have a a winner at the 2023 um, uh, Breeders' Cup. And so, uh, you know, that's something that we're doing, trying to make it entertaining, you know, for what we're doing. So after we've gone through Act of Wire, Chuck Wagon, and, and uh, we're at Chucker. And uh, Chucker right now is, is a polo program uh, that uh, what we do is we go to and, and we um, uh, show uh, international polo, well, domestic and international polo, and uh, it's it's really a great um, thing that we do there. It takes you behind the scenes. It shows you the matches live and tape from all over the world. And polo is a unique and, and, and different sport. Uh, it's a huge field, and most most of the polo ponies are thoroughbreds. So it gives the, uh, the thoroughbred after they retire from racing a a second life, you know, to go to. And so that's really interesting, and it's really um, unbelievable. And you'd be surprised where they play polo at. Uh, it, it, just about every country has a polo uh, field, and, and they're literally uh, our top-notch uh, players. And we bring you all kinds of tournaments uh, from all over the world. So that's Chucker, and I think you'll really enjoy that. And and they'll tell you also uh, you can find out where you can find uh Polo locally wherever you live at when you go to Chucker. That'll tell you that. And then we have uh, Flying Turns. Uh, Flying Turns is our standard bread program. And um, if you have a harness question, 
our standard red story video or business, uh, send it to IEN and we'll make sure that it gets uh, out on uh, flying turns and uh, uh, we'll have you on there and you can tell us about it. But uh, flying turns um, brings you uh, a live and taped racing and, and live sales from all over the world. Um, we have uh, uh, standard red racing come to you uh, uh, from Sweden and from France and uh, from the United States and uh, you know, every time you turn in every week, you don't know where it'll be coming from, but you'll find out when you tune in, you know, to flying turns. And then um, we have the International Equine Report, which is what we're doing today. Uh, we're doing that. Um, to, uh, we have a program from the AQHA. It's on the Quarter Horse Congress there today. Uh, and then uh, we, we'll do uh, uh, a lot of different reports from a lot of different breeds. Uh, we try to do... Uh, you know, a different breed every week. And and then, of course, we have our program here on BBS every week uh, that we come in. And I kind of highlight, uh, you know, a lot of things that we have on our network, uh, whatever is going on, you know, this week in the equine industry. And uh, so since it was Quarter Horse, uh, uh, the Quarter Horse Congress is this month, we, we had to, um, you know, put some uh, uh, things on there about the Quarter Horse Congress and, and all. So... Um, then, then we come jump over to Quest for Equine Gold, and this is a show that that I think a lot of people really like because it's it's interesting, uh, more interesting, uh, more so than all the other programs, and I'll tell you why. It's about uh, show horse jumping, uh, stadium jumping, dressage, uh, three day eventing. Um, you know, it's all about the show horse industry, and it's amazing. Uh, some of the shows that um, that we go to, and we're lucky here because every year we had, and I named it Quest for Equine Gold because all the show horse people are pointing towards the Olympics and the and the Pan American Games. Uh, th- that's their big uh, Super Bowl uh, every four years and every two years that they have, you know, that they go for. And so we named it Quest for Equine Gold. And what I like about here in South Florida is I'm able to attend. Uh, the um, uh, the Global Champions Tour, and if you go to www.globalchampions.com, uh, you can see where uh, th- their different events are. And what I like about that is they go to uh, uh, 12 different countries. And uh, uh, well, actually, it's only 11 because they uh, do uh, two here in the United States. Uh, they do one at Miami, and they literally have put in Miami uh, Beach have built a show horse arena on the beach right next to the ocean right on the beach and let me tell you that's one of the greatest shows to go to because they've got plenty of hotels around there you can stay in the hotel and you can watch the show from there you go right down to the beach um, it's just an amazing facility and it's just unbelievable that you can sit there and you can look out at the uh, at the show horse arena and the backdrop is the atlantic ocean it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful site to go to. And then uh, the other place they have here in the United States is New York City. And let me tell you, the backdrop in New York City is, is equal to Miami as any venue that they have uh, when, when you go there. Uh, the Statue of Liberty, the, the city itself, it's just a, an amazing event to go to in New York City. And I would rate it right up there. If you're going to go to New York City, you want to go to Broadway and see a show, and then you want to go see the Global Equestrians Tour when it's there. 
So, you know, it's really a good thing to go see. And then they have other uh, other shows from uh, Madrid, Spain. They have uh, shows from Paris. And, and uh, you know, it's just endless, the countries that they go to. And each one is a special, uh, you know, uh, show in itself. And, and it's uh, really, really interesting to see. And that's our Quest for Equine Gold show. Uh, I think you'll really like it. And uh, you'll see who's going to the Olympics and, you know, who is who and what's what and, and what shows where. And especially when you go, like, to FEI or USEF, uh website, you can see um, uh, who's in your area, you know, who's showing in your area. And that's from the little shows up to the big shows. Uh, you know, it's just uh, they give you all the information. And then we uh, move over to Last Call. Uh, this is for all breeds. Uh, it's about uh, live equine auctions. And uh, what I like about this is it's uh, for all breeds, and uh, you see some amazing horses that are sold. Uh, you go right right into the venue, and most of these sales, and in fact, just about all the sales that you'll see here, uh, you can attend yourself as a spectator. You don't have to be a buyer, but uh, you can uh, go to the to like the, the November sale coming up, and uh, uh, that we have coming up from Fasic Tipton. Uh, it's in Lexington, Kentucky, and um, it'll be 11 uh, November the 6th. And you can go right to, to the Fasic Tipton uh, uh, facility there, and um, you can park your car, you can get out, you can pick you up a book, and you can walk in and watch horses sell for a million dollars. You'll see some of the future Derby winners there, Belmont winners, uh, Preakness winners, uh, Arc de Triomphe winners, uh, you know, uh, uh, you can see everything there, uh, and, and you know, and it doesn't cost anything to go to. Uh, they have good food there. Um, you can pick you up a book, and you don't have to know anything about them. You can start looking at the books, and a, a lot of my friends that have gone that knew nothing about the horses, they'll grab a book and they'll start, uh, you know, playing a game with each other. They'll say, "Okay, hip number forty-seven. I think he's going to sell for a hundred thousand dollars." And, you know, somebody might say a million dollars and he might sell for 25 or he might sell for a million. Um, you know, but it, it's good. It's enjoyment. Uh, you get a walk around. You can walk around to the different barns. You can look at the horses, get up close and in person with them, and then you can watch them go through the sale ring. And uh, those are the future racing stars, uh, you know, of the business. And, uh, and it's really wor- worth going, going to, um, that you can see. And then our next uh, event is quarter time. It's about the American quarter horse, um, how they uh, were developed and um, the things that they do. It's the real American cowboy, uh, like they have the quarter horse Congress. There's so much about uh, AQHA and the quarter horse industry that they can't uh, they can't do it all in one weekend uh, like they do, uh, like say for the thoroughbreds or for the Olympics. Uh, this is a month-long thing that goes on uh, for the Quarter Horse Congress. Uh, it starts in October and runs all the way to the end of October. Uh, so if you go to uh, aqha.com and our website link, uh, you can find out all about the Quarter Horse and how you can participate in it. And uh, you can find out about all the locations where there's uh, rodeos, where there's shows, where there's sales. Um, it tells you any and everything about the American cowboy and the American quarter horse and how they, they became, uh, you know, America's horse. 
you know, and they also have a section in there for the international court of horses, which is really interesting, uh, you know, to see people in uh, foreign countries, you know, that are barrel racing and, and doing the things that uh, they do here in the United States. It's really good, you know, to watch. And then um, our last segment that we have is zero to 10. It's a live, we have a live dressage program on there today. You just click on, on the um, link and, and uh, it will take you to live uh, dressage programming. And dressage is really an interesting uh, sport uh, in the uh, horse industry. Um, like thoroughbreds are bred to run, standard breds are bred to trot, um, quarter horses are bred to work uh, farms, uh, you know, and do, do what they do. Um, so it's kind of interesting. But what's your sodge? Your sodge is a, an acquired sport. Um, the trainers that train your sodge horses have to um, teach the horses the, the, the dance. Uh, they literally dance to music, and, it, and they have to teach it. It's not something that's uh, born into them. It's an acquired uh, discipline that they have to be taught, and it takes years and years for the horses to dance and do what they do. Day to day, you know, uh, six days a week, uh, you know, they're training before they take it and uh, get ready to perform. And it's a beautiful sport. It's a beautiful sport. And it's just unbelievable, uh, that, um, uh, what, what they have to do there. And later on in the year, we're going to have a, 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 a little segment on a lady by the name of Liz Hartley that uh, won an Olympic medal back in the day when men were just riding. Uh, dressage and uh, it's a great story you'll love to hear it so be watching for that on zero to ten uh, that we have and then uh, we come down we've got the international uh, domestic and international equine events uh, that will highlight a different international event a different uh, domestic event uh, live uh, you know every week we'll have that uh, there and then we have um, uh, a good segment that um, it's the Breeders' Cup 2022. Uh, it, it tells you there um, who who is and who isn't going to the Breeders' Cup. Tells you all about it. And then we have a, a segment called uh, "Win and You're In." If you win a, a race, uh, win and you're in race, then you're automatically qualified for the Breeders' Cup. Uh, all the fees for the Breeders' Cup are paid. The transportation is paid. To any of the horses that uh, win a win in your to, that wins a win in your end race uh, that's stabled outside of the state that the Breeders' Cup is being held in. So, for example, uh, it's being held in Lexington, Kentucky this year. It's being um, held uh, on the fourth and fifth of um, this year at um, Keeneland Racecourse in Lexington, Kentucky. If you're in California. You win and you're in, you get everything paid to get you to the Breeders' Cup. If you're in Europe, uh, you win and you're in like they did with the Arc de Triomphe. Um, you win and you're in, all your expenses are paid to the Breeders' Cup. So that's always interesting to find, uh, watch that race because it keeps you up to date on who has won and who hasn't to get in. And, all. and then this is my favorite program of all times that I originally – this was my original thought when I was a little kid. Uh, I thought about it. Uh, I'm doing a documentary, and it's called How They Get There, the 2023 Kentucky Derby. 
And so you don't have to be a horseman to watch this documentary. It's going to be a, a one-hour documentary, and it's going to be for national broadcast uh, coming the third week in April, uh, the week uh, the week of the Kentucky Derby that we're, that we're going to broadcast this. Um, it's called How They Get There, the 2023 Kentucky Derby. And like I said, you don't have to be a horseman to watch this, but it's going to give you the behind-the-scenes and what it takes to get a horse to the Kentucky Derby. And it, the journey starts with the owner. The owner, if without the owner, nobody goes to the Derby. You, we sit down and we talk with an owner, and we talk about what they're doing and how they're doing it, and uh, you know what made them decide to go to the Kentucky Derby. And being that I worked at One Star Farm, um, we're going to look at One Star Farm and follow One Star Farm all year long on how they get their horses to the Kentucky Derby, like they did with Always Dreaming a few years ago and like they did with Super Saver. And it's very interesting, you know, this part of it, because the the owner has to make all the decisions and everything really and honestly falls on, on that owner to make sure that the, the, you know, that the journey, you know, is, is the right journey and how they get there. And the first decision that he makes is he has to uh, hire a trainer to train his horses. So he finds out and, and he selects a trainer uh, like Winstar has done, and they, they have Todd Pletcher. And uh, Todd Pletcher, uh, like I said again, um, you know, he's with us over at Palm Beach Downs in the wintertime, so it makes it easier for me to follow him because, you know, he's right next door to me. And, and also uh, the owner meets with the trainer and he says, Todd, he said, I've got this uh, horse that, uh, you know, I'm looking at and, uh, you know, we're, uh, we've raised some here at the farm. Uh, let's pick us a horse and let's, our horses and get to the Kentucky Derby this year in 2023. So they have a good uh, powwow session. They talk about it and they see which horses they like to do. And, um, you know, whether it's a horse that they bred at the farm or whether it's a horse that they bought or uh, you know, privately, or they've gone to the sales, you know, and, and buy a horse. That's where uh, Todd and the owner get together. So after they select the horse, the next step that the owner and trainer have to do is select, make a decision about how they're going to get the horse around to the different races. And so what they do is they uh, select a, a transportation company, and like Brookledge Horse Transportation is probably one of the best uh uh, transportation companies in the country. And so you go to Brookledge and you call, uh, uh, uh Brad Gottwalls and tell him, say, Brad, uh, we've got, uh, some horses on the road to the Kentucky Derby this year. We're going to be going to Hot Springs. We're going to be going to Pimlico. We're going to be going, uh, to New York. We're going to be going to Florida. Uh, we're going to be going to California. And you sit down with your transportation company and you get all this lined up before you start racing. Because you got to have everything that you can take care of in one, you know, one little meeting or two little meetings so that you don't have a lot of things coming down on you every day while you're on the road to the Kentucky Derby. You eliminate a lot of headaches by doing this. Then after you get your transportation lined up, uh, you come in and you, you have your blacksmith. You sit down and you talk with your blacksmith and we're going to talk to Steve Norman, which is probably the best thoroughbred blacksmith in the country. 
and he can tell you what to do and how to do it because I'm telling you, you know, I've seen a lot of trainers come in and tell blacksmiths what to do, and they've never shot a horse before. But Steve has shot derby winners, and he, he can tell you what to do and how to do it. So you set up with Steve. You say, Steve Norman, we're going to the derby. Uh, this is our schedule. You know, can you be in Hot Springs to put shoes on a horse? Can you be in New York to put shoes on a horse when he needs? You know, so you eliminate that headache. So, you know, that's taken care of. Then you go to um, uh, the next step is you go to hallway feeds. You tell them, tell them at hallway feeds, said, okay, guys, we're on the road to the Kentucky Derby. And, and hallway feeds has, uh, has fed quite a few derby winners in their day. And so you tell them where you're going and where you're going to be at. And then you uh, solidify the fact that you're going to be in Hot Springs on so-and-so date, and there's hallway feed there waiting for you. Or you're going to be in California or you'll be in Florida. It's all there waiting for you. So that's another headache that's eliminated. And then, like I said, the key, the key point is the equine sales. Um, you know, you always go to all the two-year-old and trained sales, uh, you know, to see what they're doing and how they're doing. Because a two-year-old training sale literally can get you a horse that's already conditioned and ready-made and could be a potential derby winner. Uh, a lot of uh, horse uh, derby winners have come out of the two-year-old sales. And then that way the owner... Uh, he bypasses a lot of the expenses of raising it from a yearling, you know, to breaking him and training him, and he comes pretty much ready-made. They breeze the three-eighths of a mile uh, several times, and you know what you're pretty much getting, and then you can just continue on uh, the journey to the Kentucky Derby with a horse that's got a good foundation under him. And so that's a, another uh, owner-trainer thing. So, you know, just like the feed and all the other things that we just talked about, you know, become an owner, uh, trainer, you know, decision type of thing. And then the one thing that uh, is uh, interesting is the Kentucky Derby in itself. Uh, the Kentucky Derby in itself is a um, uh, something that uh, uh, you have to look at, and, and there, there's a format that Churchill Downs has, uh, has set aside. Uh, the Kentucky Derby is the greatest thoroughbred race in the world. Um, it's been around forever since 1875 uh, uh, was the first Derby, May 17th. It's the first Saturday in May every year. It's a mile and a quarter, um, 10 furlongs or two kilometers. Um, Secretariat holds the record there. It's a minute uh, 59 and four. Um, it's just unbelievable, uh, you know, that, that that record's never been broken. It's a dirt surface. With left-handed turns, it's a three for three-year-olds only. Colt and Gildings uh, uh, take, carry 126 pounds. A filly would carry uh, 121 pounds, and it's uh, three million dollars uh, purse. It's a million eight hundred thousand to the winner. Uh, so you know uh, you can now you can see why everybody you know wants to uh, run the Kentucky Derby because of this prestige and everything that um, you know that, that goes along with all the Derby and we'll get into the Derby, uh, report every week. Uh, we'll get into it every week. Well, in order to get to the, you just can't just go to the Derby and say, you know, I want to run in the Derby. Um, the field is limited to 20 horses and there's a point system that you have. Uh, the Kentucky Derby, uh, uh, the, the people at Churchill Downs have, have set up a point system, uh, for the road to the Kentucky Derby. Um, they have a prep season with initial prep events. And then they have select prep events. 
and then they have the championship series events, and it has the first leg, second leg, and a wild card event. And it's both for Europe and uh, and for uh, uh, Asia and for uh, the United States. And and I kind of like this because uh, it goes back again to the owner and to the trainer. You got to plan your your uh, uh, your derby journey out. And they have a series of races that come up, um, and they they start uh, literally with the Breeders' Cup uh, Futurity at uh, Kingland for two-year-olds and Breeders' Cup Day. Um, and they start. That's where they really get going at. But actually, the first uh, race that you get points in is um, in September. It was September 17th um, of uh, 2022. It was the Iroquois State at um churchill downs uh it's it's a good race it's a three hundred thousand dollar added and it's a win uh it's uh gives you points when when you go to it um and so that's the first one that starts two-year-olds uh it's a a good race um i tell you it's not bad you win that thing and you know you got one hundred seventy eight thousand dollars in your pocket and um you know you're on your road to the kentucky derby And, and it's a good race because it tests your, your two-year-old to see um, how good he is, uh, to see if he can, you know, stand the competition. And, and then you kind of make a decision, you know, from that. And, uh, you know, it, it's good. Uh, Curly Jack won it this year for Tom Amos. Uh, you know, the owner's Michael McLaughlin. And so now he's sitting down with uh, Tom Amos and mapping out their, their to the Kentucky Derby. And, you know, like we said, you got to earn the points to get in. And, um, you know, the more points you got, uh, you, you, you know, you're ahead of the game and you'll, you'll get in, you get a guaranteed spot, you know, in, in the Kentucky Derby. And so, um, the next race that came along, um, was October 1st. It was the Champagne Stakes and, uh, it was in, um, uh, Aqueduct this year and it was a, a great race. Uh, you know, uh, it, it was a tough race. Uh, so we, we had the champagne stakes there and, uh, I, I was really uh, glad to see that, that, uh, our race come up, uh, you know, for everybody. Uh, uh, you know, the funny thing about it was is that, um, I, I saw this race and it was a, a small field. It was a five horse field and it, it was really interesting. And so now another trainer comes in and that trainer, um, uh, uh, you know, wins the race and he's got to sit down with his owner and talk about their road to the Kentucky Derby. And so all year long, leading up to the Kentucky Derby, you've got all these prep races that come in. And our next prep races will be uh, coming this Saturday. And literally, just about every Saturday, there's a prep race, you know, up there. Uh, this Saturday out at Santa Anita Park, it's a grade one uh, uh, race up there. It's going a mile on the 16th. It's called the American Pharaoh Stakes. It's at 4.30 uh, Pacific time. Uh, uh, it'll be uh, on uh, our website. You'll be able to see that. It's an eight-horse field. And I just want to ask you if you know who, who might win it. Bob Baffert has got four horses in this eight-horse field. So he's back and ready to go, and that, that's going to be interesting to see. And then the other uh, race that we have is the Breeders' Cup Security which is at Keeneland Racetrack. And uh, that's going to be interesting. They've got a 16-horse field that they're going to have there. And Todd uh, Pletcher has a horse in there. 
uh, Forte, uh, he's there. Uh, he's got Lost Ark in there. And then again, Bob Baffert has, you know, a couple of horses in there. And so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how this road, uh, you know, uh, takes uh, its directions. In each one of these um, races that, that are won by these trainers, you have to take and, and look down the road where you're going to go. Now, granted, you can't run a horse, you know, 10 times, uh, you know, and get to the derby. I mean, you could, but it's highly unlikely because you got to earn the points, you know, to, to get to the derby. And so we, you know, we have the American Pharaoh, we have the Breeders' Cup Futurity, uh, Breeders' Futurity, and then the next big race is the um, uh, Breeders' Cup uh, Juvenile, uh, and the first of, uh, it's the first of uh, uh, November at Kingland and the Breeders' Cup, and then the next one is right after that, if, uh, is the Kentucky Jockey Club, and that's November 26th, um, you know, at Churchill Downs. And then, uh, you know, it starts all over again. Uh, you got the Remsen on December 2nd, uh, Los Alamitos Futurity December 10th. And, um, you know, it goes right on up and right into the Derby. And so, you know, the owners and trainers have a lot to look forward to, you know, when they go, go there. And so that, that's on, um, how they get there. And, um, I like to, I'm going to name me a horse hand now because that's, I say that a lot. That's what I'm going to do. That's my next project, name a horse and a. But um, no, no kidding, folks. Uh, the How they get there, this documentary is going to be highlighted every week uh, on, with new information on our website. And then at the end of, at the, end of the, uh, the racing uh, season, uh, the week of the Derby, you're going to see an hour-long documentary, and, and you'll be able to see how we put together the interviews with the, with the trainers, the owners, uh, we'll show you how they fly horses, how they ship horses on vans, how they get their feet done, what kind of food they eat, uh, what they look like when they go through the sales, uh, how, how they're making decisions to go through the Kentucky Derby, uh, you know, the prep races. And, and then the best part of the, of the whole program is going to be the decision to run in the Kentucky Derby. And what we do is we have the, the trainer, all, all the people involved, and um, they're going to come in, and you're going to see that. And then uh, you're going to like the beginning uh, of the show. Uh, we got, uh, we'll got we be pulling up in a van to, to a farm, and uh, when the driver gets to the farm, he's going to get out of the truck, and the little girl's going to run out of the barn, and she's going to say, are you taking our horse to the Kentucky Derby? And the, and the driver says, yes, yes, we are. We're taking your horse to the Kentucky Derby. And she turns around and she looks to you in the camera and says, how do they get there? And then we go through what we just talked about. And then at the end of the program, uh, at the farm, um, we put a camera on the horse and we show him loading up uh, uh, onto the van. We got a camera on his halter. You're going to see him ride down the road uh, to Churchill Downs. And when he gets off, you're going to see all the people. You're going to see the Twin Spires Farm, and that's when I say, and that's how they get there. So we hope you tune in to IENTV uh, uh, Equine Report, and we hope you call us. And it looks fun, and I'm back, and I'm healthy, and I'm raring and ready to go. So thank you for joining us on the um, uh, International Equine Report, and thanks for all the prayers that you guys sent to me. And that got me through uh, all the troubles that I had in the last year. 
So look forward to seeing you next week on International Equine Report.